welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Thank you for listening. Today, if you're listening in real time, is January 20th, 2020. And on this day, January 20th, in 1965, the Kinks make their American television debut on the show Shindig, hosted by Jimmy O'Neill. That was based out of L.A. Um, the segment for the show which was actually a live performance by the Kinks, not a, a lip sync performance, but a live uh, performance, was actually recorded the month prior in England on December 16th, 1964. The band played four songs. You Really Got Me, All Day and All of the Night, Beautiful Delilah, and I'm a Lover, Not a Fighter. Uh, the two hits, You Really Got Me and All Day and All of the Night, were, were, perform- or were broadcast on January 20th. Uh, the other two tracks, which were sung by Dave, were shown on an episode uh, nine months later, September 1st, 1965. Other bands appearing on the show on this day, The Rolling Stones, Petula Clark, The Dave Clark Five, and uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers. So that's kind of a big deal. Their, their American television debut happened today, uh, 55 years ago today. 55 years and here we are talking on the podcast this was uh what was that be 26 years before i was even born and here we are talking about it in 2020 all together thank you for coming thank you for listening thank you for downloading thank you for the kind um emails and uh, reviews on itunes i truly do appreciate it every time you leave me a five-star rating and review on itunes the show takes a big jump on the charts. So if, if everybody that listened to this that hasn't done it already, regardless of what platform you use, if you have an iTunes account, if everybody who listens to this uh, was to record or to leave me a five-star rating and review this week, we would have the number one podcast in music commentary. I'm sure of it because there's a, a lot of you listening all over the world. You can reach me at kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. That's it. Kinks and Beats at HeroHabit.com. Or you can call me at 925-494-1739. I want to hear, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, and, and this question is for you to send me a response via the phone line. If you only had one album to take with you uh, to Mars... Okay, has to be a Kinks or a Beatles album, but you only have one album. Which album would you pick? And I want to hear what album you'd pick and why you'd pick it. So call me at 925-494-1739 and let me know what your Trip to Mars album would be if this is the only album you can have to listen to to either Kinks or Beatles music. All right, 925-494-1739. Okay, today we are talking about Surprise, Surprise, Sweet Bird of Paradox, released on September 26, 1974 on John Lennon's Walls and Bridges album. If you haven't heard this song, you're not familiar with um, some of John's solo work beyond the greatest hits packages. This is on the playlist uh, for Kinks and Beats Daily that you can find on Spotify. It's the second track on the second side of his album following the hit Number 9 Dream, which I'm sure everyone has heard because it was a radio hit and it's been on uh, every single 
greatest hits package since. So the song features Elton John on Hammond organ and backing vocals. And it also has Nicky Hopkins, who we know um, who's played with the kinks on several recordings. He's on piano and Klaus Vorderman and Jim Keltner, who often play on George Harrison's recordings are on bass and drums respectively. So this is kind of an all-star band and Jesse Davis is on guitar, I believe it's kind of an all-star band of the best session musicians of the seventies or all time. And two of the biggest rock stars of all time with uh, Elton and Lennon. The song is written for May Pang, who was his girlfriend doing the infamous Lost Weekend in Los Angeles that lasted about 18 months. So he's taking a break from Yoko, goes to the West Coast. He's partying hard with Elton John and Harry Nilsson and Ringo Starr, um, and they are getting into some trouble, causing some mayhem. He's drinking, uh, I think his drink was Brandy Alexander's, as if the um, brandy was going out of existence. He is partying hard and through it all he's having this relationship with may pang and he writes this song about her the lyrics on it are really personal but then also very juvenile you could tell um he's talking about very personal intimate details but he's doing it in a way where it's like you can tell oh look i got away with talking about that on a recording but in this case um Unlike other songs that we've talked about that were weaker on the lyric side, we've got a uh, uh, a rock song that is of good enough quality that it really doesn't kill it. You know, there are certain songs, if this was a tender ballad and he was singing, uh, Sweet is the smell of success, her body's warm and wet, she gets me through this god-awful loneliness, a natural high butterfly, oh, I, I, I need, need, need her. If this was a slow, tender ballad, we might think, well, these lyrics kind of detract. But as a rock song, they're fine. They flow cool. Um, The song opens with a riff that I am currently debating with one of my favorite drummers. Uh, We are having a text exchange. And uh, a uh, 16. Hang on. Um about the timing on this riff. And I think I just won the debate just as I'm looking over this. I think he's doing the math wrong. So we're going to continue having this debate. But as I hear it, um, the opening riff, as I hear it, and we, we this is open to interpretation. So if you have a better interpretation of this, go ahead and lay it on me. Send me an email. Give me a call. But the opening riff, as I hear it, we start with an eighth note pickup. So the first note of this song is not really relevant. We're going to start from the second note of the song. All right. From the second note of the song, I hear four bars in 5-8 time and and one bar of 6-8 time. And what this does is it puts the lowest note of the riff on the last beat of the bar. So we've got... um, Oh, what was the riff? Let me pull up my notes here. We've got... That's on the and. The last and of... Um, 
the measure prior. So then we're going uh, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four. Five one two three four five one two three four five one two three four five six Right? That's how I hear it. He, my friend, is making the argument that it's just in four four. It all maps out if the if you start the riff um on the end of three, you can count it all in four and it all lines up um to one when they start the verse i'm sorry to be staggering he's actually writing me a chain right now defending his stance we'll agree to disagree i think it starts on the on a one eighth note pickup he's saying there's three eighth note pickups and then it starts so it would be um and uh what would it be and four and one and two and three and four i can't even play it and sing it so um, so he concludes with, so you got it right to begin with, just depends on how you want to count it. So for the sake of, if I was playing this live, I don't know how I would count this off. Um, maybe as a fast three or four. So you go one, two, three, four. I don't know, but ultimately, I think uh, we're talking uh, uh, four bars of five eight and a bar of six eight, and depending on where you start the beat, then that um, that'll all equal out where you're starting the verse on one. Now, the reason I'm choosing this as my analysis is because it puts the lowest note of the riff in the same spot every time, where my buddies just treats it as um, three bars of four and the riff is kind of just floating about, you know, it'll start, the riff starts on the end of two and then, or the end of three and then the, uh, downbeat of two and then the end of four, right. It, it'll start in a different place. Um, meter wise, the way I'm doing it, the, the one is always the same note. And one, He just goes into the key of D. Um, this is just a major pentatonic scale, by the way. Um, it's the My Girl. It's just a major pentatonic scale. Uh, Stevie Wonder used it in Sir Duke. Just flips it around a little bit. So it's a major pentatonic riff. There's nothing fancy about that. Then he does just a D chord. Sweet as a smell of success. Then uh, a typical John Lennon, you know, Beatles style move. He's doing a G chord. And then a G uh, slash F sharp. Then an E minor. And that keeps, even the E minor, those all have a G on top. Struggle for loneliness. 
natural high butterfly why I need then it's another descending line and then when he gets to the bridge uh, well the middle eight I guess um he shifts it to C so uh, after he does the uh The second time, the second verse, he adds to that little dissension and gets all the way down to an F, which shifts us into the key of C. To four, and then an E. Nothing particularly fancy there. Um, but then he changes it again. So we go back uh, to the D, bird of paradise. Sunrise in her eyes. God only knows such a sweet surprise. New life, she blew my mind. Think that I, I love her. Then he holds on to this F. I love her. Then he starts, I love her. He starts climbing on these I love hers, but never changes. He's building to this this new climax to end the song. He's building up to this I love her. And he never gets there. He just lets it hang on this F chord forever. So we have basically been in the key of D and uh, C, and then the song ends on this vamp of F with a buildup that would lead you to believe, I love her. Oh. Right? If he's building it up to go back to C, but he never resolves it. And then we have a little nod to these uh, old days uh, with that other band that he was in, where he's doing a sweet, 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 sweet love. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Right? He's just doing a little nod to drive my car at the end there. This is a fun song. I think Walls and Bridges is an underrated album. I think it gets lost because uh, Plastic Ono Band and Imagine are like these legendary albums and Walls and Bridges is just a solid rock album. But why were we always expecting these guys to produce better than solid rock albums? You know, not every single album that they're going to do is going to be this groundbreaking thing. You know, I think they get judged unfairly at the time. Um, they get judged unfairly because... Every now and then, they would just produce a solid album where every song on it was good. And mine, uh, Walls and Bridges is a solid album. There's some production things that people quibble about and stuff. But like overall, it's a good album. It's got some good collaborations. It had some hits on it. The filler, uh, you know, filler tracks between the hits are solid rock songs like this one. It's not, he's not rewriting A Day in the Life. But. You know, I will take an album's worth of, uh, uh, you know, I can't even think of an example. Good morning, good morning. You know, over a, an album that only had one or two good songs on it. You know, like this, and that's what this is basically. This is, uh, this is Lennon's. This is like a B-level Lennon song, but it's still B-level Lennon is better than. Uh, most bands A-level stuff, and Walls and Bridges has a lot of A-level Lennon and B-level Lennon. And uh, this song, I like this one.
go listen to it on the Spotify playlist. If you search for Kinks and Beats Daily, um, you should find a playlist um, that's got all of this week's songs on it. Or you can swing by herohabit.com. And under the podcast tab, there's a Kinks and Beats podcast uh, uh, button that has a link to the podcast or to the playlist. It's got a link to the directory of all the songs we've covered separated by album. And it's got some links to other kinks and Beatles related stuff. So again, I need you to call me 925-494-1739 and let me know which one kinks or Beatles album you would pick to be the one album you could take to Mars with you. Tell me what it would be and why. And I'm going to do a little bonus episode with your responses. All right. I will um, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to swing by iTunes and leave me five-star ratings and reviews. Um, If this is not a five-star podcast, I don't know why you're listening, but um, please go share those views with Stuff You Should Know or some podcast that can take the hit. But I want to hear it. And uh, if you have any feedback for me that um, you'd like to share, email me at kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. All right. I will talk to you soon. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.